Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey everyone, welcome to the show today. I hope everyone's having a great day. A special shout out to my good friend, Yoshiko Dart, who is truly an inspiration to all of us, especially young people living with disabilities. And I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, totally transparent, I love our guest today. I'm just letting you know, (laughs) telling it up front, telling it up front, we have super, 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 superstar in the disability community. He is awesome. He is a ball of fire. He is the Chief Operating Officer of the American Association of People with Disabilities, AAPD. Welcome to the show, Michael Murray. Oh, Joyce Bender, thank you so much. It is an honor to be here. I I am uh, flattered and and pumped uh, and totally feel the same way about you every time that I get to hang out with the amazing Joyce Bender, who has done so much for people with disabilities and been such a great mentor for me. I just get so excited. I get so excited. Michael, you're always excited. You're always excited, (laughs) and you're always pumped. But thank you very much. So, hey, Michael, for all of our listeners, and once again, I want everyone to know, Michael is the named Chief Operating Officer of AAPD, but, you know, there could be one or two people that do not know you. So, Michael, how did you first become involved as a member of the disability community? Uh, I thank you, Joyce, for that question, and I, I was thinking about the best way to answer that, um, and uh, I think for, for now we'll just say that uh, uh, I've been involved with the disability community and really fighting for the rights of those of us with disabilities um, for a number of years now, back uh, when I still had hair, um, and I have a, le- a lot less hair on my head now than I used to. Um, and uh, have worked in North Carolina fighting for the rights of people with disabilities, but then also uh, here in Washington, D.C., fighting for the rights of people with disabilities, worked with the federal government, and did a lot of uh, really fun stuff there around uh, the inclusion of people with disabilities in the federal workforce. And, Joyce, I know we had a great time working together on that stuff. Uh, and so uh, I've, had, I've had, I think, uh, a diverse career and, and have gotten to work with some really incredible leaders, uh, including Yoshiko Dark, whom you just mentioned, who I, I think is, uh, is, is a, a spiritual leader to all of us and I know really prays for all of us on a regular basis. And so um, how I first became involved, I think we'll get to maybe in some of the other questions, but needless to say, I've had the honor of working with some amazing people in my, my, my career. Well, you have. You have, and so well-known you are, and so respected. And you know what I always say, there are so many people in the world, let alone in the United States, living with disabilities. But you know, not everyone with a disability says, I'm going to be an advocate. I want to work in the uh, civil rights area for Americans with disabilities. Why did you do this? 
And what would you say influenced you the most in making that decision? Yeah, yeah, okay. And that, and that was, I'm excited about this question because it gives me an opportunity to talk a little bit about, uh, about my dad, a man who has been incredibly influential um, in my life. Uh, my father was a person with a disability, Joyce. He had something called chronic fatigue syndrome. And because of his uh, disability, chronic fatigue, um, it lowered his immune system. And he uh, ended up acquiring a lot of other disabilities through his life, uh, including two brain cancer surgeries, diverticulitis, pulmonary embolism, blood clots, hernias. Uh, uh, he had a colostomy bag towards the end of his life. Um, uh, just a, a lot of disabilities. But Joyce, my father, was an amazing father. And not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. My father was an amazing father, not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. So uh, I'll give you an example. You know, my dad couldn't play sports with me, but he wanted me to have that experience. He wanted me to know what it was like to play sports uh, with, with a parent. So he found out that I liked to run, and he signed me up for a 5K race, and he would train with me, Joyce. He would get in his van next to me, and he would ride along and and encouraged me, come on, son, you're doing a great job. Come on, son, you, you can do it. Keep running. Run faster, I'm going to hit you with the car. Come on. Um, just joking. He would never hit me with the car. But, uh, but then the day of the race, he, he came out there and he ran uh, or he, he walked a mile with me before I ran the 5K. And, Joyce, that was so influential to me because it put him in an ambulance. And... You know, any dad uh, or mom could, you know, throw a football or a baseball with, with, their, with their kid, but how many parents would get into an ambulance for their kid just so that they can have that experience? My father was an amazing father, and not in spite of his disability, but in part because of it. And so when I found out that I had a learning disability and ADHD, I had a different perspective. I had seen a father with a disability, and I knew that I had something valuable to offer to my schools, to my friends, um, to the workplace, to various different entities that were around me, to my community, not in spite of my disability and not as something to be ashamed of, but in part because of those experiences as a person with a disability, I had something valuable to add. And that's what influenced me to become an advocate because I saw too many of us, Joyce, standing on the sidelines, um, sitting on the bench and not being able to be full participants in life um, and uh, in our communities and everything around us and employment, because I know that that's something that you and I are super passionate about. There are too many people with disabilities on the sidelines, and we want everybody in the game because when everybody is playing together, when we're working together as a team, whether it's at a school or whether it's in employment or uh, in the workplace or uh, when we're talking about housing or anything else in politics, anything that we do, when we have that full weight and force of people with disabilities included inside of what we do, we're going to be a better society. Um, it's going to lead to innovation, creativity, new ideas, new perspectives, it ultimately becomes better for everyone around us. So that is my passion. That's my mission in life. And that's why I became a disability advocate, um, because we have something valuable to offer. And we, I want to ensure that everybody gets an opportunity to fully participate. You know what I have to say, then? We're lucky for your father. 
Because yeah, isn't it amazing how those things happen in life? You know, look what you're doing now. I mean, and wow, what a great role model with your dad. What a great example. I mean, that yeah. is just, is a great man. Well, and so, Joyce, you're a great example, too. You know, you uh, are a person living with epilepsy, um, and you've been uh, a mother to so many of us in the disability community, and it's not in spite of the fact that you have epilepsy, but it's in part because of that experience that you identify with young people with disabilities, that you engage with them. And so, you know, Joyce, I really, I do. I think that we have something valuable to offer, and it's not just, you know, well, uh, you know, in spite of all of these things we experience, but in part because of it. Oh, there's no question about it that both of us, our disability has had an impact on the road that we went. And I just want to say something so I don't forget this. Michael is also a great role model for young people with learning disabilities who are brutally bullied at school every day. And, you know, look at, look at Michael and what he has achieved. He's the chief operating officer of the organization nationally for people with disabilities. And, Michael, I just wondered, do you have a word for those young people listening to the show today who are bullied every day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, two things, and I know that this is advice that has probably been given time and time again, um, but it gets better um, uh, make sure to find those people who believe in you and, uh, and, and do not accept bullying. Uh, you're stronger than that. You've got something valuable to offer. Get support. Get help. Don't accept it. Don't live in that. Um, and, and find uh, opportunities to advocate not only for yourself but also for those around you. And if you're having a hard time with that, uh, contact AAPD, and, uh, and we will connect you with community resources um, that, uh, that can ensure that, uh, that you've got what you need to be an advocate for yourself and for those around you so that we fundamentally prevent bullying and, uh, uh, and exterminate bullying um, in schools um, and online and everywhere else. Because, Joyce, I know that you've got such a passion around this, and we, we also at AAPD feel very passionate about this. So um, thank you for bringing that up, Joyce. Oh, absolutely. So listen, we're going to get ready to go to break, but if you just joined us, we are talking to the dynamic great leader, Michael Murray, who is the Chief Operating Officer of the American Association for People with Disabilities. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Michael. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. 
vendor assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, vendor services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.vendorconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone. If you just joined us, we're talking to Michael Murray, Chief Operating Officer of the American Association of People with Disabilities, AAPD.com. As a matter of fact, I don't want to forget this. You know, AAPD and Michael will be talking about the great work they do, but people with disabilities, you know, we all want, we all want a voice. We all want people to hear us. We all want help. Without money, you can't do that. So I'm going to tell you right now, I want you to make a donation to AAPD. That's AAPD.com. You know, when you're thinking over the course of the year who you should make a donation to, AAPD.com. And speaking of AAPD, and this will even help more, uh, Michael, tell us about AAPD and the mission of AAPD. Well, thank you, Joyce, for that shout-out, first off, and thank you for um, to all the listeners who uh, have, have dialed in and, and support AAPD. I know so many out there um, do come in and support AAPD, and, uh, and we, we are grateful for all of our supporters, including Joyce. Joyce, you are um, uh, one of the most generous AAPD board members uh, that AAPD has ever had. We would not be the organization that we are without um, both your uh, support, your love, uh, but also your generosity. And uh, and it just feels good when you give. It really does. Um, it, it almost becomes, uh, you know, you're, you're supporting the mission of an organization that you believe in, and, and I know that that feels good. So, uh, uh, so what is AAPD? AAPD is a convener, a connector, and a catalyst for change increasing the political and economic power of people with disabilities. So as a convener, AAPD pulls together the diversity inside of the disability community. And Joyce, you know, I know that uh, many of our listeners are going to know this, that the disability community is incredibly diverse. We've got people with disabilities from all walks of life, all religions, all ethnicities, all socioeconomic status. Um, and that diversity inside of the disability community, we're really an equal opportunity community. Anybody can join us at any time. 
And so we want to have a place where that diversity can come together. And additionally, people with disabilities have diverse experiences, whether you're deaf or blind uh, or you have a learning disability or epilepsy, all different kinds of experiences, but we share this one thing in common, that we have a disability. And so how do we come together in solidarity to move forward? And that's what AAPD does. We're a convener of that diversity and bringing that diversity together so that we can have open, honest conversations with each other that really lead to us moving together as the largest minority population in the United States. Um, and then as a connector, AATD connects in these outside partners to that convened disability community, and we connect schools uh, to talk about bullying, for example. We connect employers. Um, to talk about the employment of people with disabilities. We connect technology industry like Facebook and Google and these other AT&T um, and Verizon. We connect these, uh, these tech, uh, technology giants with the disability community and they then become a catalyst for change, that spark uh, that starts a chain reaction that ignites uh, positive movement in our society uh, and really builds more inclusive environments. So that is the mission of AAPD. That is what we are passionate about. That's what we do every single day is a convener, a connector, and a catalyst for change, increasing the political and economic power of people with disabilities. Yeah, and you are the national organization. I mean, you are who people would go to about civil rights issues, as you just said, connecting people, uh, convening people, being that catalyst for change, um, and that's why I want everyone to go to aapd.com. Hey, they're the group that has the information on what's going on in the disability community. aapd.com, become a member. You should become a member of AAPD. So, Michael, wow, you have a great opportunity here at AAPD, so tell us about your role and then tell us how you feel about the position that you have. Well, thank you, Joyce, and and I think um, at AAPD, um, uh, and uh, and I think that this is true of all of us, um, all of the staff here at AAPD, along with all of those who are supporters and connectors with us, our conveners, connectors, and catalysts for change. You want a you want a job description, Joyce, of what it is to work at AAPD? It's to be a convener. It's to be a connector. It's to be a catalyst for change. So um, uh, every day, that that's that's what we're doing. So, for example, when we look at some of the programs that AAPD runs, uh, we have the technology forum where we convene the disability community, all the diversity that's in the disability community. We connect them with um, uh, industry members, including, as I mentioned, Facebook, Google, um, uh, AT&T, Verizon, and they then come up with innovative ideas that are really impacting uh, the disability community. So, for example, this, uh, Joyce, have you heard of the Internet of Things? It's this new concept that all of our devices are connected. So, you know, how interesting would it be if you're a wheelchair user, if your phone connected to your wheelchair? Um, I mean, that would be fascinating, right? And these kind of innovative ideas are things that we in the disability community can bring to the table when we work together with industry. Um, uh, another great example, Joyce, of the kind of work that I do in my role is uh, is 
getting to participate in programs like uh, the Paul G. Hearn Leadership Award. Um, so we recognize uh, these young uh, emerging leaders in the disability community every year. Um, this year, for example, one of our awardees is uh, Robin Powell, um, who through our support um, was able to start uh, uh, or able to launch her website for a program that she's been running for a long time called the Disabled Parenting Project. She does amazing work in the community and is really focused on the rights that we as people with disabilities have to be parents. Um, and sometimes we, we might take that for granted, but there are certain places where having a disability um, uh, could allow someone to take away your child. Um, and that's the kind of discrimination that we have to uh, continue to fight against. But another program uh, that I get to run and get to be a part of with the team here at APD is uh, Disability Mentoring Day. And Joyce, I know that this one is super close to your heart. Throughout the country uh, in October, these Disability Mentoring Day coordinators um, do incredible events where they're connecting the disability community um, with um, various employers throughout the country, um, including Walmart um, and uh, uh, Colgate, Palmolive, and lots of really uh, high mark, lots of amazing employers who want to connect with young people with disabilities and give them an opportunity to interact in a business, um, to come in for one day of job shadowing where they learn a little bit about the business, but more than anything learn, I can do this. I can be employed. And then an employer also learns, hey, disability isn't so scary. This could be my son. This could be my daughter. And, again, that creates that catalyst for change. And, obviously, in Pittsburgh, Joyce, you have the absolute best, or, or I don't want to criticize anyone else, you have one of the best uh, disability mentoring day programs in the entire country. I mean, it's just it's phenomenal. And so, so many things that we get to do here at AAPD. Uh, we don't have enough time to talk about all of it. Um, but I'll mention one more, Joyce, because I think that this is very important with what's coming up uh, soon, is uh, called our Rev Up program. Uh, register, educate, vote, use your power. Rev Up. Um, again, that stands for register, educate, vote, use your power. And it's all about uh, convening the disability community, all of that diversity that's there and saying that we as people with disabilities do vote, we will vote, um, and that politicians need to ensure that they are addressing our issues on the campaign trail um, uh, and everywhere else to ensure that the disability community is included in public debate. Um, and that's incredibly important to show uh, politicians that we do come out and we vote when folks pay attention to our issues. And so um, that's a big part of educating the disability community, but also ensuring that we have access to the polls. Um, and we work with a lot of our partners in the PNA systems, uh, protection and advocacy systems. We also work with our partners uh, through the Centers for Independent Living and the National Council on Independent Living and the uh, uh, and many other partners who jump in with us, but together we as the disability community are really pushing forward the disability vote to ensure that uh, all, all of our elected officials realize that they have a responsibility to represent those of us with disabilities when they're in office. Wow. Well, you're doing so much. Michael, AAPD is doing so much. It's so exciting. Hey, I think we have a caller on the line right now. Jill, are you on the line? 
I'm here. Hey, Jill Houghton, how are you? I am oh, awesome, and it's uh, such an honor to be on the Joyce Bender Show and to be here <laughs> with Michael Murray from AAPD. Oh, Jill, it's so good to hear your voice. You are an awesome rock star, you know that? I think the same about you, and I just called in to say uh, thank you for the, the leadership and the, the work that you do at AAPD every day uh, at USBLN. We deeply value our partnership with AAPD. Uh, you are truly the connector and, and convener and catalyst for change in the disability community, and um, we really value working together with you, and we love the Disability Equality Index, and we think together that the USBLN and AAPD are going to move mountains and really help business get better at including Absolutely. people with disabilities. And, uh, and it's just a real privilege to get to work with you, Michael Murray. Uh, you too, Jill. Hey, Jill, why don't, uh, they've heard me talk a lot. Why don't you tell folks what uh, the Disability Equality Index is, because I had it later in my talking points, but let's jump in there. Like, let's tell them what DEI is and how they can uh, get involved. Well, uh, people could look up disabilityequalityindex.org and find information about this uh, transparent benchmarking tool that we created together, where the disability community and the business community came together via AAPD and the USBLN and uh, created this tool, right, for Fortune 1000 companies to really assess their disability inclusion policies and practices and identify opportunities to improve and to do better. Because at the end of the day, it's a tool that's intended to help business get better at including people with disabilities and companies can get a score on their practices and um, we are getting ready to announce the, the big results on July 13th, I think, when uh, AAPD is having an event. Is that right? That's right. The ADA celebration, we are going to announce the, uh, the amazing work that many of our business partners have done. And I think, um, you know, we love the Disability Equality Index because it does it shows how the disability community can work together with business to increase the employment of people with disabilities. And I know that Joyce uh, and Jill are so amazing at that, and I'm just honored to be able to work with both of them on this. And I think this benchmarking tool also really shows the power of when disability organizations come together and work together and open, honest partnership, and I think we need to see more of that. So it is, it is a pleasure to to join Jill and to join USBLN and AAPD together uh, in this uh, really historic program. And if I just may jump in here. First of all, Jill Houghton directs, executive director of the USBLN, is a phenomenal person. She is awesome. Uh, I have to be transparent again the way I was with Michael. I just love this woman. And USBLN, what a powerful force. Uh, I mean, this, this, this is just an awesome group of companies, corporations working together. But I have to tell both of you very quickly in reference to the DEI. Uh, as you both know, 
the U.S. Embassy in South Korea asked the State Department to send an expert on the employment of people with disabilities to meet with the disability groups, dignitaries. Uh, and so Mary Brocker and I went for a week. And Mary, my chief operating officer, has worked directly on the uh, Disability Equality Index. And I could not believe that one of the things scheduled was for us to speak to this large group, and of course I had a translator with me at all times, but to talk to this large group of uh, leaders in the business world and disability world about the DEI. And when I walked in, Jill and Michael, there was a big banner that said DEI. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm telling my listeners awesome. this. Hey, look how well-known this is becoming. All the way to Seoul, South Korea, these companies are interested in the DEI. So, um you know, Jill, keep up the good work. And AAPD, thank you for working with the BLN on that. Thank you, Joyce, uh, for the opportunity to call in and to get to talk to you, who, uh, you know, you're a major rock star in our movement, and um, thank you for everything that you do, and Michael Murray, what a treat to to get to just say thank you for being such an incredible partner. Oh, Jill, it's an honor. It really is. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. She is Joyce, so awesome. we don't have to go to commercial, she is wonderful, but she uh, yeah, brought she the is, name of just, somebody she to him. Is, I know, she is so awesome. Um, she is. You know, she brought I, up and something. And you brought, you brought up the name of somebody that I just can't let pass by, is your, your chief operating officer, Mary Brocker, um, who uh, I know we don't have time to talk about all of the wonderful things about Mary Brocker, but she is also just a phenomenal rock star. You know, when we talk about a convener, a connector, and a catalyst for change, um, it was uh, in large part uh, Mary helping us think through that uh, that came up with, with that strong messaging that really talks about who we are um, uh, as an organization. She's just such a good mentor to so many of us in the disability community. So uh, you, you can't bring up Mary Brocker and not expect me to give a shout-out to her because she's so amazing. She is. She is. (laughs) I am so blessed to have her, and we all know how highly she thinks of you. Uh, But I'm glad you mentioned that. I want to steal her away from you, Joyce. I I don't know. I might might get in trouble for that. I don't know. Oh, Michael, I don't don't want to have to (laughs) deport you. (laughs) So, Michael, one thing that Jill brought up I thought it would be good to talk about, and that is the upcoming AAPD event in D.C. celebrating the ADA. Tell us what's planned. Absolutely. So July 13th, the American Association of People with Disabilities is hosting its annual uh, Americans with Disabilities Act celebration. You know, the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, for all of your listeners, um, is a landmark piece of legislation that ensured the rights of people with disabilities throughout this country, and it was a model to the entire world um, and really stands, I think, as one of the pillars uh, and successes of uh, the civil rights movement in general. 
Um, it is that influential and that powerful of a piece of legislation. And we in the disability community, although we have a lot of work to do and we want to continue to plot that way forward, we have to celebrate that. We have to celebrate the um, success of those who have come before us, our own successes, um, and the shoulders that we stand on. And so part of what we do on July 13th is just celebrate that success um, because there are so many amazing folks who have given so much uh, in order for us to be where we are today. You know, one of the folks that comes to mind is a dear friend of, of, of yours, Joyce, and uh, and someone that I deeply respect and has, uh, you know, become uh, a mentor of mine as well is Tony Coelho, uh, a person who um, was so influential and really um, uh, one of the authors of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, and I was watching, I was showing our intern, Lives Worth Living, when Tony was talking about behind the scenes, all the work that he did day in and day out to get this piece of legislation to happen, and that's a big deal. You know, when we talk about Justin Dart and Yoshiko Dart, um, who went around the country three, four different times to um, ensure that the, uh, the thoughts and the feelings of people with disabilities were heard inside of the Americans with Disabilities Act and this piece of legislation, we talk about the advocates on the ground, um, some of those who are with us and some of those who have passed away when we look at Michael Winter, um, uh, who was with ADAPT at that time or the Center for Independent Living uh, uh, out in California, I think, um, and many of, of our other leaders, Mark Bristow, who's in Chicago, all of these different folks who really have made up the civil rights movement, it's a time to celebrate all that we've done and accomplished together. And it's also a time to recommit to moving together as one in the disability community. And so July 13th, we get to come and we get to celebrate all of that uh, in Washington, D.C. You can check it out at www.aapd.com. It'll be right there on that front page. Uh, tickets are only $26, Joyce, because it's the 26th year of the Americans with Disabilities Act, $26 for the ticket. Come, enjoy, have fun. Um, and that, that, that's, that's really what we want to do during this. And it will be great. Once again, aapd.com. Now, Michael, here we go, Mike. Well, I know you love this program. I love this program. And that is the internship program at AAPD. Talk about it, and also how could some corporation sponsor uh, or be involved in some way? Absolutely, um, and and thank you. This is one of my favorite programs. Is the AAPD summer internship program for people with disabilities. Um, during this internship program, we bring um, students with disabilities from all across the country to Washington, D.C. for 10 weeks. We pay for their housing. We pay for their stipend. We pay for their travel. And these incredibly diverse group of young people from all across the country, all different walks of life, all socioeconomic statuses, uh, come to D.C. and have an opportunity to intern on Capitol Hill uh, with senators and congressmen uh, uh, and uh, high-level decision-makers in the federal government. Um, and uh, and leaders in the nonprofit world around disability and these these young people uh, or and and I say young people but I should just say students these students 
end up becoming the real backbone of the disability community. They become uh, the leaders uh, that we all rely on in all of the work that we end up doing um, moving forward. When you look at so many of the interns who have graduated from this program, it wasn't just about paying for those 10 weeks. It was about investing in these leaders who go on to have such an amazing and huge impact because of the connections that they made during their internship here because of the work um, that they accomplished because of the experience that they gained because of the ambassadorial status that they took on for the disability community to represent the disability community. Um, there, there was a great example. Um, there was a, a young person uh, with a disability who was part of this program who was interning in uh, Capitol Hill, went to go roll into uh, this particular senator's office um, and could not get her wheelchair inside of the door. That made a huge impact. That senator uh, revamped his entire office because of that. Um, that's a big deal. But also, programmatically, when, uh, when these congressmen and senators are looking at different kinds of programs and they've got a person with a disability who's representing the disability community there, it's a real opportunity for them to be cognizant of, uh, of the way that their decisions impact the lives of people with disabilities. And I think that that's really, uh, that's really vital. But again, these young people uh, and these leaders uh, go on to do amazing things in the disability community. I think of uh, a few examples. One, Leah Katz Hernandez, who is currently uh, the receptionist of the White House. Uh, they call her the ROTUS. You've heard of the POTUS. Um, who's the president, well, there's an actual title called ROTUS. Um, and she is a former AAPD intern who really got her start through this internship program. Uh, I think about Ari Nema, who is running the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, um, uh, which is an incredible nonprofit doing amazing work. He started that um, and really developed a lot of his strength and connections uh, originating from the AATD summer internship program. So there, and I could go through countless uh, examples of the amazing people who have come through this program and have gone on to do amazing things and have really become the backbone of the disability community. So I think it's important to uh, recognize uh, not only that, you know, we've got great folks, but also to continue to invest. So this year, um, some of our partners that have invested are AT&T, who has invested a lot in these young people, and we're grateful. Uh, the Alcoa Foundation, again, invested in the APD Summer Internship Program, and we're grateful. Uh, uh, the Mitsubishi Electric America Foundation has been a longtime sponsor of the internship program, and we're grateful to them and to the HSC Foundation. And so, um, But we, we want more sponsors. So if you're interested and really investing in the leadership of the disability community, that next generation of leaders that are going to take us to whole new heights and whole new levels, and you want them, uh, you want to invest in them now, uh, contact us. Uh, uh, you can shoot us an email or contact us through the website. Any corporation that's interested, it is well worth your investment, and you get back tenfold what you put into these, uh, to these students with disabilities. You know what? 
It is the best program, this internship program. If you're listening, if you're a company, or if you're an executive or a manager, tell your company about this. Because this internship program, you know, Michael just gave you some examples of what happened, but it is a phenomenal program. Michael, are the interns already at AAPD? They are. They are. They um, uh, they had their orientation uh, last week. Um, and, again, during the orientation, Joyce, we bring in some phenomenal speakers. Uh, we bring in folks like Andy and Parado and Jennifer Mathis and Bobby Silverstein. And, uh, you know, I can just name uh, a list of amazing people who come in and really invest their time into these young people to get them started right. And then on Monday they started their internships uh, yesterday, um, and we've got folks placed at uh, Senator Patty Murray's and, uh, and Chuck Schumer's and the Federal Communication Commission, I mean, and the Department of Homeland Security and uh, just in, uh, some incredible places where these interns are placed. And they're, uh, they're out there representing the disability community, learning for themselves, but also will uh, making those connections that will allow them to become that real backbone of the disability rights movement for the future. Oh, so awesome. So awesome. I've seen them, I've met them, and it is just inspirational. So, Michael, here awesome. you go. Here you go. You're leading the way. What, what do you hope to see happen at AAPD over the next five years? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know Joyce, when I was thinking about, the, uh, about this, I think that we, we have to continue to um, think about APD in this context of a convener, a connector, and a catalyst. So what are ways that we can increase um, that opportunity for us to come together as the disability community? What are ways that we can uh, connect the uh, disability community with different partners? Uh, and, and how will that then lead to those chain reactions that cause positive change? And so... Uh, so my goal for the next five years, Joyce, is to find those opportunities and, and really what makes AAPD strong is when conveners, connectors, and catalysts come and, uh, and really invest themselves inside of AAPD. So if you're a business and you are a convener, a connector, and a catalyst, Come to AAPD, and we'll find a way to connect you with the disability community. If you're a person with a disability and you've got um, a passion around faith, for example, we've got the uh, Interfaith Disability Advocacy Coalition um, where you, we can connect members of various different faiths with the disability community, and, again, they become that catalyst for change. What are the ideas that we haven't even thought of yet that we can connect to as a community and cause that positive change until we ultimately come to the point where I'm out of a job because uh, we as people with disabilities are so fully integrated into the society around us. So that's, that's going to be the next five years. It's strengthening those convener, connector, and catalysts for change and then connecting them uh, with, with other uh, conveners and connectors and catalysts so that we can fundamentally revolutionize uh, the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. That that is just 
That is it. And, and you know what? Once again, if you're listening to the show, aapd.com, you can make a contribution, whether it's small, whether it's large, every single thing counts. And, you know, when Michael was talking about uh, the voting, talk about that again, Michael. The importance the, uh, of voting. Uh, rev up. Yes, absolutely. So, uh register, educate, vote, use your power. We call it the Rev Up program. And again, we want to show our elected officials that they are representing people with disabilities, which is the nation's largest minority population. So, um, But in order to do that, we've got to get out there. We've got to vote and we have to show them that we are standing together in solidarity and that they have a responsibility, whether it's on the campaign trail or in office, to talk about uh, and address the issues that are important to people with disabilities and ensure that we can have uh, be fully integrated into the societies around us and that we're, uh, again, not left on the bench, that we get to come into the game. Um, and, and a big part of that is ensuring that we get out there and vote. So whether it's, and it's not just this election, but it's the midterm elections, it's all of the elections that are going on, we've got to be uh, We've got to register. We need to help our friends register. Um, we've got to educate ourselves on the candidates, and we've got to get out there and vote, Joyce. Hey, I agree. And speaking of getting out there to vote, we have a really wonderful guest on the line. Tony, are you on the line? I am on. It's great to be on, Joyce. Hello, Tony Quello. How are you? Great, great. Wow. Uh, you have wow. a person on your show today, from what I understand. Michael um, Murray, who actually is, talked about you a little bit ago, Tony. All right. Well, Michael and I are prejudiced to each other. So, <laughs> uh, But Michael is somebody I've known for a while. Um, for um, he was fabulous there, making sure that the director understood uh, the need to help those of us with disabilities. And I talked to the director several times uh, with him setting it up, so he was directly involved and engaged in making it happen. And his uh, joining AAPD is a tremendous asset uh, to AAPD. Because not only does Michael have a disability, but he understands the disability community and understands the disability issues. Um, so that's uh, a big, big plus uh, uh, for us. And I really enjoy uh, working with Michael, and, and um, he's just grown so much over the years, and I think a, he has a tremendous, tremendous future ahead of him as a disability advocate playing a significant major role in the years ahead. And I agree, Michael. Do you want to say anything before I ask Tony the next question? Uh, no, Joyce, because I'm 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 always honored to be uh, publicly recognized by the amazing Tony Coelho. Is uh, uh, it's amazing. I'm speechless. Yeah. I know what you mean. Hey, Tony, before you go, we were talking about the importance of voting, the disability community voting, and I know you're very involved in the campaign. Do you want to just talk about that for a minute? I I would love to, Joyce. Um, I think it's critically important 
for our community get engaged. Uh, in a presidential campaign, we are not perceived as being organized, involved, and trying to make a difference as a, as a group. Um, the uh, other groups, the labor group, the veterans groups, the women's groups, uh, 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 blacks, um, gays, um, you, know, you go Hispanics, you go through all these different groups, and they have a community set up aggressively. When I did the Gore campaign, um, I tried to make some of that happen, but I, I couldn't lead the effort because uh, I just had too many other things I was working on. But when uh, uh, Hillary asked me to help on this effort, I said that I would, but only if I could help organize the disability community for Hillary. And it's been fantastic. Uh, we've been aggressive. We're involved. Um, and she has responded. Um, her stump speech, she talks about disabilities. Uh, some of the ads being out right now about disabilities. Um, the policy issues that she has put out uh, uh, regarding disabilities are fabulous. Uh, but we're very much a part of the structure of a campaign for the first time. So I tell people that if she is responding to us, uh, we need to respond to her. Uh, and that, uh, I, you know, I, there may be Republicans on the line or people in inclined to support Trump. Uh, that's their right. Uh, but if you look at the differences between the two, there's no doubt who is the best one um, for our community. And the more we get involved, the more we get engaged, meaning voting, uh, and being involved with the community across the board, the more of a difference we can make uh, in when uh, she gets uh, sworn in as President of the United States. Uh, we want a seat at the table. We want a seat at the decision-making table. And the way that we get there is by voting, by uniting, uh, being a factor in a political campaign. And so I am urging aggressively, hopefully, across every item, every uh, toes, fingers, whatever on my body to, to get people to get out and vote and to be responsive and be helpful. Um, this is a huge opportunity. And the other thing to think of is if we become a major factor uh, in this campaign, every presidential campaign from now on, will include a disability community. And that's a huge step forward because the more that we get presidential, Senate races, governorships, to recognize that we're a community to be dealt with politically, the more they're going to be responsive to our needs and our concerns. But we have to get off our duffs. We have to register. We have to vote. We have to participate in order to make that happen. Nobody's going to give it to us, and they shouldn't. What we need to do is to show that we want to participate in society like everybody else. Uh, Joyce, you and I have talked about uh, getting jobs and that there's no pity. You've got to get out there and you've got to do the work. Um, well, the same thing in a political campaign. Uh, no pity. You've got to get out there and you've got to make a difference. You've got to be involved. And if you are... It's great for our community. It's great for uh, our loved ones. And so it's a plea that I make very aggressively. Uh, I'm very involved with the Clinton campaign in regards to the disability community. But if you're for the other individual, 
uh, go for it. Uh, try to convince him to be pro-disability. He hasn't shown it at this point, uh, but uh, the, the critical thing is for each and every one of us to be engaged in some way. Well, I am with Tony, and I am a supporter uh, of Hillary for that reason of including people with disabilities. So I just want to say, disability community, get out there and vote. Can't whine, can't complain if you haven't voted. Get out there and vote. And, Tony, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure we'll have you back to talk more about the campaign. Thank you, Joyce. Again, Michael, congratulations for being on the show. You deserve it. Talk to you later. Oh, thank you, Tony. Okay, bye-bye. Michael, wow, now, what a compliment. Uh, Joyce, huh? Joyce, I just want to, uh, I know that Tony had to run off, but I wanted to mention very quickly, obviously, AAPD is a nonpartisan organization, um, and uh, we, we don't endorse any candidates when we support um, uh, we, we, we see opportunity to engage with both um, Democrats and Republicans and independents, but I do think that we can talk about policy. And one of the things that AAPD has taken a stance on is that we as people with disabilities deserve to get paid equal, uh, the, the same amount um, for the same work. So uh, just because I have a disability doesn't mean that I deserve to get paid less. Um, but unfortunately, there is a provision, an old, old provision uh, in the law that allows some contractors to pay people with disabilities less than minimum wage. And, and you know, Joyce, we're talking uh, pennies uh, per hour in some cases. Um, and, uh, and they're doing the same work that people without disabilities are doing, and it has nothing to do with their, with their skill set. It's just because they have a disability. And so um, when asked about this on the campaign trail, Hillary Clinton stood up and said, I am against this policy. I believe that a tiered system uh, where we don't pay people with disabilities or waitresses or other folks uh, the way that they deserve to get paid uh, is, uh, is, is wrong. And she took a stance for the disability community saying that we deserve equal pay. Um, no and, no and I think that that is a powerful statement. And when yes. she made that stand, Joyce, other candidates also came in uh, behind her, including uh, Senator Sanders. Um, and we hope that uh, many of our Republican colleagues will also come in on this policy issue. But Tony's absolutely right that when we as the disability community show that this is important and we have a candidate who stands up for this and we want more candidates to stand up and talk about disability issues publicly, when they do, it does make a huge difference. And Tony is the instigator that has helped to make much of this happen. So uh, I think that, uh, again, we're bipartisan, um, a bipartisan organization, but I think it's very important that we point out the policies. And when a candidate takes a positive stance on a policy, we as AAPD are going to come in behind that and point to that and say that we need more candidates to do this. I agree with you and Michael. Thank you for being with us today. It has been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. I'm honored. And, you know, we end every show with a quote, and today that quote is, equal justice under the law is not a privilege, but a fundamental birthright in America, said Senator Edward Kennedy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice.
on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.